welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Who. I'm Luke. Yeah, I think I'm still Luke. Uh, and I am joined by Ryan Legrand. Hey, hey what's up? How, how's um, how's man you doing? Oh, well, let's not talk about that. All right. Well, although not, I have a fellow fan on this, one, yeah, so I, I'm okay with that. And, and we're joined by Union Omaha General Manager. And guest host for today, Peter Marlette Junior. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, I, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know I was getting the guest host responsibilities here. Well, I mean, we we figured this is your second time on. First time anybody's ever heard it. Uh, <laughs> you, you know the ropes. All right, all right. I, I can take on this responsibility. This is you're, good. You're borderline friend of the pod responsibilities, right? Ooh, like getting there, getting there. All right, but, all right, I can handle that. So, uh, s- since we talked to Bobby, we've—I I mean, there's not a huge amount of news. Uh, we still have the SKC two game on four seventeen. Uh, Peter, how how are we looking on tickets for that one? Uh, you know, we're we're doing pretty well. We're off to a good start, but there are definitely um, you know still still single game tickets to be had for that one, and uh, you know that that that's a game that I think. Uh, is going to be awesome. I, I think we're going to get to see uh, a really, you know, high quality opponent in SKC two, um, you know, possible storyline there. And this is not something that, that, you know, I can confirm or anything like that. I'm just speculating like anybody else would be, but I mean, in terms of Omaha stories, uh, Ozzy Cisneros in, in the soccer community um, being a 16 year old signee for sporting Kansas city, um, I mean, that's, that's an awesome story. That's huge for, for the city, for the whole metro area. And um, listen, again, I, I'm not in their locker room. I have no idea what they're thinking, but I think it makes sense that he, that he may be involved in that match. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a uh, – it, it's one week before our USL League One season opener. Uh, so, you know, it, it's the final test for the guys before we're out there in games that, that really matter. So um, so I think it's it's one that everybody should get out to. Um, and, yeah, still tickets to be sold. I, I think it's the start of the EVD revenge tour, right? Because he needs to get yeah. his MVP, but uh, he also needs to take it to his old his old club. There you go. Uh, yeah. No, no, it doesn't exist anymore. Um that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He played for the he was, game. He was with Swope. That's true. The he was a name. he was a Ranger. Uh, uh, such a better name. Such a better kit. Just everything about that club was or like if we're being a two teams, just so much better. But uh, Ozzy has been showing up a lot in the first team um, Instagram feeds. I, I follow up SKC as I believe you do, Ryan. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's been in there a lot. And apparently he got the start against uh, LA Galaxy. Um, oh, I didn't see that. That's all. Yeah, no, uh, Shallowy was ankle injury in warm-up or something, and they, they put on Ozzy. And apparently had a great try on goal that was a, a narrow miss or um, great save required. So, Amazing. yeah, awesome. I, I mean – that that's definitely going to be a hot ticket to get. And as Peter yeah. said, tickets available. So if you don't have one, you better have a decent excuse of why you're not there. 
And, and Peter, I'm I'm correct in and uh, remembering that season ticket holders. This is part of their package, right? This is part of the season ticket holder package. Yeah, we'll have we'll be having two friendlies um, included in that in that package, and this is the first of them. Excellent. Well, and then the following week, four twenty four, season opener, at home against Tormenta. Are there tickets available for that? There are tickets avail- available for that, though though less. Uh, the uh, they're they're going pretty quickly, um, but they are still available. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the home opener coming off of a disappointing end to a phenomenal season last year. Um, you know, I know the guys who were here last year um, can't wait to get back on the field and kind of you know make up for that lost game and uh, and all the guys that we've brought in. Um, have really, you know, acclimated well and are really buying into to the team ethos and and what what Jay and and his whole technical staff are trying to uh, trying to get them doing. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that personally. Um, you know, really see the guys in in some competitive, you know, meaningful action because you know what they've been doing all preseason is phenomenal. Uh, you know, with the with the draw at Minnesota United. Uh, and then beating beating Phoenix Rising, who I think you could argue last season were maybe the best club in all of USL, um, you know, beating them twice in a row. So these these guys are ready to go, and I can't wait to see it when uh, when the pressure's on. Yeah, no, they definitely got uh, got kind of screwed like we did due to COVID. Um, they were supposed to play what was it, the Rowdies. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> so basically, we should be playing the Rowdies. Um, no, that that's our <laughs> that's our next friendly. So that way we can say we beat or we claimed the championship title. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> end, end of April is an absolutely great time. That's an earlier game, as I recall. Is that a six p.m. start? Yeah, yeah. it's a six p.m. start, and and the friendly is a two p.m. So Saturday afternoon okay. game. So, I mean, this time of year, those are some absolutely, you know, great place to be out. Um, you know, get decent weather so get out there buy your tickets bring a friend bring 10 friends if they are bringing 10 friends they should talk to Corey. exactly uh, Corey livingston yeah he'll uh, he'll set him up with a little group discount um but yeah you know it's uh tickets aren't that expensive anyways and yeah. we're gonna have a, a phenomenal on-field product this year so um you know listen i've only seen him on espn plus i haven't seen these guys live outside of training so i can't wait to uh to see him in action. Well, let's just say the last time Tormenta came to town, we all were enjoying that night. So there, biggest one of the season, most goals in the game for us. It was a good day. Not, not a good day for, uh, for Bolt. No, hopefully bring no, Bolt shows no. up to town. Show, show him who's boss. Uh, but yeah, the, that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Also follow Corey on Twitter because he gives you really bad takes and really bad <laughs> teasers. Uh, but the, the news of we're recording this on, what's it? Wednesday, the seventh today's yes, seventh. Sir. Uh, this is the big news. The big news that dropped today. You're probably listening to this Friday or weekend, whenever the heck people listen to this, uh, union Omaha at Greenville. You're going to be able to see my sorry mug on ESPN too. And yes. also, and also the game. Uh, you, you can you can watch Union Omaha versus Greenville, uh, and a big green belt. Big green belt. 
It's real big. I'm gonna have to shine that up. It's gonna be on national television. Yeah, that one, uh, that, that's really exciting. And that's one, um, it's gonna be League One's first ever nationally televised uh, game on linear TV on ESPN2. Um, and, you know, I think based on what the club did last season, you know, the guys, the, the guys in the club earned it. They, they earned that right to represent the league on, on the national stage. Um, and, and, you know, the rematch of, of what should have been the, the league championship game, the league final last season, uh, it's going to be great. And, you know, I, I think, um, I, I think it's a big honor and it's a big testament to, uh, what our team did last season and also what our fans did last season, because the league wants to showcase, um, you know, not only the best on-field action, but they want to show the atmosphere as well. Um, so, so yeah, I, that's a huge honor and we're all really excited about it. I know the guys are, are thrilled about it. Um, and it's a big opportunity to get in, get, uh, in front of a larger audience than, than we would otherwise get. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's a date that circled on the calendar, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I mean that that's definitely a fun fan base to to get down there. They I call it beginning of last season that they were going to be the team to that we would have the most competition with. Uh definitely turned out that way on field off field just a, absolutely great club. But I got to I got to bring up one thing. We're getting the the linear national TV debut mm-hmm. on and we play that Wednesday at New England too. True. Greenville yeah. game prior is May eighth. Yeah, hey, you know the scheduling's not perfect. The league, the league's got a tough job there. Um, but uh, yeah, you know we're we're, we're aware of that. Yeah, but I, I yeah, and this is not <clears throat> New England too is definitely not one for us that fans anybody can overlook because they kind of had our number last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, we what we gained year. one we gained one point off of them. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our our season club opener um, at Gillette. God. Yeah. Yeah. Where most of us watch it on Instagram Live, thanks to Gary Green. Yep, Gary. Uh, Gary Green, not one to miss the the first game on club history. Shows up, and ESPN Plus goes down. Just puts the rest on Instagram. Good man. Good man. It's uh, dedicated, no doubt about it. Well, so I, I think that covers where we're at club news, unless you want to leak anything. We're, we're always good for leaking some news. Uh, I, I've, got, I've got no leaks for you, but, uh, but I will say we've, we've got some exciting announcements coming up in the next, in the next week or so here. Um, I mean, you could just say them right now. Certainly not going to leak it now, but uh but keep, keep a look out there. There's some stuff yeah. that the fans have been, have been, uh, I don't want to say pestering, but certainly asking about. And uh, I mean, I, I know I've been. Pestering <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will say on Twitter. Why not? So it's okay. I'm, I'm comfortable with that word. All right. All right. Then that's, okay. that's the word I'm going to use. And there's some, there's some big announcements coming in. Stuff so, that we're really so we're getting excited a local about. TV deal. We're getting what? A local TV deal. I, I'm not leaking anything. <laughs> uh, He's too good, Luke. He's too we, good. We got to try. We got to try. Is it, I mean, I just saw what Tormenta has a local TV deal now. I mean, we're, we're looking, looking sloppy. Looking sloppy. Yeah, but they, they have all of South Georgia that, can, that does it. We have one 
one city. It's okay. Oh, yeah, there's they're in a town of 40,000 people. So I guess that's probably a little bit easier. There's college and that, but I, I, I suppose, I suppose we'll let you slide. Now we're going to continue to try and drag that out of you throughout this. So um, you, you guys can speculate all you want. That's, that's fine with me, but there are big announcements coming. I'll tell you that. All I know is every time Corey teases something, I drop something about kits. So, yep. Well, and Corey likes to tease a lot of things, even if there's nothing to tease. I mean, he's really follow him on, follow him on Twitter. Everyone, everyone just go follow Corey Livingston on Twitter. You will be very frustrated within a week. hundred percent guarantee. <laughs> Especially knowing that he's having a really good time. Oh, he's loving it. He's just loving that. But yeah. so uh, today, Wednesday, we, we dropped, um, John Ryan's is ELO breakdown for how, how we're going to be looking at rankings um, on blog through the year. Definitely, a, definitely yeah. a good read. Um, John being a data analytics minded human being, very, very thorough with it. He's been working most of the off season. So uh, get out there um, and keep, keep an eye out. And but if you if you go to WGAH media dot com, you can subscribe and that'll hit your inbox and then you don't have to worry about finding it on social media too. Do you, so do you think that probably hits maybe the day before it gets anywhere on social media? I'm pretty sure it does, considering how great we are at promoting our own stuff on social media. <laughs> uh, but yeah, t- typically we will uh, be putting those out a day or two before to our subscribers. So get on there, subscribe, and you'll get it before, before it goes out to the world. Um, so get there. We're also going to be running a weekly pick them kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Prediction. We're going to pick score. We're going to pick predict, uh, predict scores and let John roast us afterwards. Cause yeah, who knows with this league? Yeah. It's kind of a crap shoot, but it, <laughs> it's going to be some good fun. Uh, since this is coming out Friday, Peter, what's your prediction for this weekend's uh, season opener? Oh, you know what? I, I've got I've got no predictions for the other teams. I've, I've been way too focused on what we've got going on. Oh, that's um, a cop. Hey, listen, this is this is this is a fact. Um, I've just been way too focused on what we've got going on. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to watching that game, though. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what the other teams have and. Um, you know, just see, just seeing the league uh, presented to a national and, and international audience again uh, on ESPN Plus. That's that's such a great deal, and um, you know, I, I just can't wait to uh, to see the broadcast again. But uh, but I'm not going to sit here and make any predictions, especially if we're recording it. All you need to worry about with New England too is they only beat two teams, uh, and the, those teams uh, are Greenville and Omaha. Uh, didn't they beat Richmond too? Ah, oh, did they or did they? I they took points off them for sure. Yeah, there you but go. They show up in the big games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Joe Rice is a keeper, not to. I mean, not to shirk off. Um, but <laughs> that's oh, Joe Rice. Hey, it he should not be on that team. <laughs> I I can't disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, but let's uh. 
Now, we already know all of this because, as I said, this is our second time recording with you, Peter, and the first time anybody's ever going to hear your voice ever. Uh, yeah, definitely not true. Yeah. Uh, but let, let's break into the, uh, the fun questions. Let's find out about you. Well, those are the fun questions. All right. I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, let, well, let's roll. Let's, let's get going with the fun questions then. All right. Well, let's let's start with uh, let's start with an easy one. Uh, where are you from? There you go. I am. Uh, I'm from Buffalo, New York. I grew up in Buffalo uh, through high school. Uh, have have moved around plenty since then. But uh, but yeah, it was Buffalo for the first seventeen or eighteen years of my life, and just uh, devastated by what's happening with the Sabers right now. But yeah. uh, you <laughs> know, I guess <laughs> we we got the bills, so so that's all right. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, those Sabres, I I knew they were bad. I didn't realize they were that bad this year. They've got a mean four gold. Well, I know it was really bad, but I'm just glad to see, uh, they're not, not next to my Bruins. So. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been painful to watch, uh, especially, um, so, so Ralph Kruger, their, their former head coach, um, Actually, he, he uh, lived and coached in, in Germany and Switzerland for a very long time and uh, actually came and, and lectured uh, at, my, at my master's class uh, for, for a little bit in Switzerland. So I got to know him a little bit. And uh, when he started being rumored uh, as, the, as the next head coach of the Buffalo Sabres, I um, you know, immediately wrote him an email, you know, just said, hey, this city uh, you, you're, per, you're the perfect guy for this job. I think, I think the city will embrace you. You're going to do a great job. You've got the building blocks. And, uh, I, I hope, uh, I hope that didn't sway him too much. I hope he was going to take the job either way, because I really think, uh, he couldn't have been put in a worse situation. And, uh, man, I, I would feel guilty if he, t- if, uh, he took that job. Uh, if I, you know, pushed him even the slightest amount to take that job because it was a nightmare and well, he's no longer the coach. So uh, Did, that, that was a tough one. I, I feel like we should just invite you on to a, a bad take Sabres podcast. Like, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that, like that. Yeah. That, that might be interesting. This, um, I don't know. I still, listen, I still think he's a great guy. I still think, I still think Ralph Kruger could have been, could have been the right guy in Buffalo, <laughs> but uh, it didn't work out for him. Well, be, being from Buffalo, where where'd you go next? I mean, soccer's been been a big part of your yeah. whole background. Uh, how how'd you get going there? Yeah, so um, I mean, I, I I've had a ball at my feet uh, for you know uh, as long as I can remember. Um, my my dad uh, was actually a, an All American soccer player himself, so. Uh, and my mom was a phenomenal athlete as well. So, you know, sports were a huge part of my life growing up and, and soccer. Um, you know, I, I don't know if uh, this was intentional at all. I, I don't think it was. I think it just happened to be the one that I took to most. Um, you know, I, I played everything when I was young, baseball, hockey, uh, golf, squash, uh, I don't know, lacrosse, everything. Um, but, but soccer, 
just always kind of always kind of stood out. It always just kind of was the one that I had the most passion for, the one that I um, practiced the most. You can call it practice, but really, I was just I was just out out playing. Um, so, so yeah, it's been a huge part of my life. Uh, it was a huge part of my life growing up and, um, decided to, uh, to go the division three route, uh, and go to small, small college in Hartford, Connecticut called Trinity college, where I, uh, was, was hoping and, and planning to play both soccer and lacrosse, but, you know, just, uh, did not have it in me to uh, to play two sports in, in college, um, and and soccer was the one. And had a, uh, a great four years there. Um, my my junior year, uh, I was I was an All American, and then senior year had some injuries. Um, you know that that was a letdown. Um, but it it wound up, um, well, due to some further injuries, my, my next, uh, my next time on the field after, after graduating from Trinity, uh, was playing in the professional arena soccer league, uh, for the now defunct Cincinnati Kings, um, and, and arena soccer, um, you know, for, for a sport that I grew up playing, uh, or so I thought in, in, soccer um was a totally different game and uh and i you know i i played mostly as a reserve for for them um but you know it was an awesome experience and i don't know towards the end of that season um the opportunity uh, presented itself for me to sign a contract and, and move over to canberra australia um to play in their national premier league which is their second division uh, the A-League being their top, top flight. Um, and that was unbelievable. Had, had an amazing experience in Canberra. Um, was, uh, you know, made, made some great friends. There was another American on the team um, who was coming from, uh, from Cal State Northridge, uh, from kid from San Diego, who's become one of my best friends, he was in my wedding. Um, you know, that, that year that I was in Australia was one of the more fun uh, experiences of my life. And, uh, and uh, the kid I referenced uh, from San Diego, his name was Nick Hamilton. He and I, following the season, uh, bought a van and we, we had about two months left on our visa. So we, we lived in a van traveling throughout, uh, throughout the country. Um, for about two months before heading back to the States and, uh, you know, starting our respective real lives, I guess. Um, but, but that was an amazing experience. Um, and I, I had a lot of success. I managed to stay, uh, stay relatively injury free for the first time in a few years of playing and, uh, actually, uh, led the team in goals, uh, was, you know, um, elected or, voted whatever you want to call it but but made the the all-star team there and uh you know there were I certainly could have stayed there and and kept you know trying to trying to work my way up kept playing uh in the in the NPL and you know maybe found my found my way onto an A-league team or something of that nature but uh I kind of saw what my level was as a player and uh and it, it wasn't going to take me where I had always, you know, growing up kind of dreamed it would. 
And I decided after that season that it was uh, it was time to get on the path that I hoped would one day lead to a position like I currently have here at Union Omaha. So um, that was about 10 years ago now. And uh, things have worked out well since uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. So, so you you were sick of living in a van down by the river? Is that what you're talking? Down, down by down by several rivers, and often down by the ocean, <laughs> which was which was a little better than the rivers. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So earlier you uh you had brought up Switzerland and talked about a master's program. Tell us more about that. Yeah. Um. So. So I was I was. After Australia, I was living in Buffalo, working uh, for this this agency called AdPro Sports, um, where I was uh, negotiating and brokering deals between Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour, which were the three main brands that we represented, and um, and NCAA athletic departments and um, clubs really similar uh, to, to Union Omaha and, and programs like that. Uh, and, and that was great. It was, it was a career in sports. It was, you know, on the business development and, um, and marketing side of it, which is what I, what I discovered I had a passion for after giving up playing. Um, but it was, it wasn't soccer. You know, it was it was soccer adjacent. I was dealing with soccer clubs and, and soccer coaches, but it was it, it was so close to being exactly what I wanted to do, but it wasn't quite there. Um, and I kind of, you know, explored my options after coming up on about five years at AdPro and uh, and talked to the president of that company, who's uh, was at that point and has continued to be, um, you know, uh, I guess you could say mentor, but certainly somebody whose uh, whose advice I take very seriously um, about what my next step should be. And uh, you know, we decided I, I wasn't going to be fully happy unless I was working for uh, a soccer club or at least working in soccer specifically. Uh, and it looked like for me the best way. Uh, at that time for me to do that without having to take a, you know, fairly significant step backwards uh, on my career trajectory uh, was to get a master's somewhere where I could focus on the sport of soccer. And that was uh, in Lausanne, Switzerland, uh, a master's in sports management and a program called AISTS. Um, So yeah, a few years ago now, uh, back in 2018, my, my wife, my dog, and I um, flew from Toronto to, to Lausanne, well, to Geneva, I guess, and, uh, and yeah, did, uh, did a couple years there, and it was one, it was a phenomenal experience, loved living there. Um, if you like mountains, if you like that type of scenery, mountains and lakes, it's idyllic. Uh, the, the whole country of Switzerland was just spectacular. Um, and it gave me a chance to work closely uh, with, with UEFA, whose headquarters were about a 20-minute you know, train or bus ride away, and then FIFA uh, in, in Zurich, as we all know, which was about a two-hour train. Um, and 
and then also get to go to games throughout Europe. I mean, being located mm -hmm. right in Central Europe is uh, you're getting a cheap flight to basically anywhere you want to be or what I would do uh, often would hop on a train. It was about a three and a half hour train to Milan. So uh, I got to go, got to go to San Siro a few times, uh, see some amazing, amazing games at San Siro. Those are some of the better experiences, uh, uh, the better atmosphere I've ever seen in soccer and sports in general. Um, three hour train to Turin, got to see Juve uh, clinch the Scudetto in 2018. Um, so yeah, you know, get, if you want to work in soccer and you have, uh, you have the opportunity to go to, you know, well-respected program in the heart of, I mean, really in the heart of world soccer, uh, you know, I just had to do it. Uh, and I, and I'm glad I did. Now. It's awesome. Did, there's something we got to bring up with AISTS. Just have to do it. Uh, if you you search your name in Google, first image that comes up is a photo you took while at that program. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just gonna give the <laughs> listeners a a minute to uh to pull it up. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so there, there's also, I would hope, some pretty good pictures. Maybe they're stuck on page two, but uh, of me out there, maybe maybe celebrating a goal or something like that. But but I do know the picture you're referring to. Um, and yeah, a, a big tradition at this program and at AISCS, and listen, they do a ton of things right, um, but, oh man, I hate this one, uh, is a, a photo shoot early on for all the students to... Uh, use as a uh, as kind of a bio uh, a bio page um, they put all your uh, they put your you know a brief cv next to it in this brochure that they send out to all you know all the big potential employers throughout europe and uh, the pictures are all you know stupid um they're mo <laughs> most most of them traditionally what they are is people jumping on a trampoline um, and they get them, you know, they, they snap a couple shots of them in midair. Um, but I was actually, when I got there, uh, was coming off a, a ruptured Achilles tendon, uh, playing men's league soccer uh, against uh, kids who were too young and fast for me at that time. Um, and I used that. I could have jumped on a trampoline, but I was worried about looking stupid. So I, so I told them, um, you know, because of my Achilles, I'm not comfortable jumping on this trampoline. Uh, and it turns out I, I made a horrible choice because the picture of me um, trying to look animated and uh, and like I'm having fun uh, just didn't, well, it didn't come off. And, you know, people are going to Google it and see it and they're going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I mean, th there's a whole reason why I really do not like photos of myself. Uh, masks have been a wonderful yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah that's if it helps one. there is a there is an image up there it's not a picture of you but it's uh something from august of last year where that you moderated for them um an alumni talk there you go that's the only other thing that really pops up but your your picture is not on it so it doesn't it doesn't help you too much. yeah so that's doing nothing for me um but it, yeah. but you've just given me an opportunity to plug uh a a 
inter interview series that that I'm a part of uh, that I that I founded and and created um, called AISDS Alumni Talks, um, and it's a podcast now. Also, I'm not going to say we're competitors, but uh, you know we're in the same we're in the same world. Um, and yeah, so that that is uh, kind of a uh, a result of having too much time on my hands during during the heart of the pandemic in in my apartment in Dallas, um, and deciding I wanted to have an excuse to talk to um, big names and interesting people on the business side of the sports industry throughout the world. Um, and yeah, we we've turned that into a monthly series and podcast. That's um, that's pretty interesting. Uh, AISTS alumni talks is what it's called. Some of the topics aren't going to be interesting for everybody, but, um, but some of them might be, and it's a, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good opportunity to, to get, you know, an inside look at, at the global business of sports from, from some people in from all over the world with, with some pretty interesting experience. So really what I do there is just, uh, find the best guests that we can uh ask them some questions and then shut up and let them let them talk let them educate me so uh it's that's been that's been uh great um but i wish i mean we got to get a picture we, we got to get a decent picture of me to uh hopefully overtake that well the one Ryan, you, you got conversation you got a kid you must have a trampoline right uh, no, I I'm anti I'm anti trampolines uh, because my kid is a disaster waiting to happen most of the time. So a trampoline sounds uh, like we, we we got to find a trampoline. I, I will say you have a, well, uh, uh, Peter, you have a very serious picture on the uh, on the front office staff of the Union Omaha website. So maybe maybe find a way to get Google to push that one up. That one that one looks a lot more. Yeah, that's a lot more professional and serious. Uh, that'd be good. Yeah. And you know what? I think if I, I believe uh, that picture was taken the same day as the, um, as the, you know, the more popular, less attractive one. Um, so, so yeah, you know, they, we just missed. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, they just sent you a head. You just asked for a headshot and you sent them. I mean, that one, huh? we're definitely going to talk to you near and Jack to see if we can get that that switched um i i had nothing Yanira, i had nothing to do with it Yanira and jack uh just pulled what they could find so luckily luckily they, agreed <laughs> that they didn't want the the gm of their of their club uh represented in that way uh, uh we'll talk to you she's a friend of the pod so yeah. we'll, we'll talk so getting getting to union omaha after after your um master's degree how what what happened there? Because that was 2018, 2019 when you were graduating? Yeah, yeah. I graduated um, in 2019 and, um, and had, a, had a brief contract, about a six-week, two-month total contract with uh, FISU, which is the World University Sport Federation. Um, their summer university games uh, were taking place in Naples, Italy in the summer of 2019, uh, and they needed somebody to come in and help out with their, um, with their branding and sponsorship um, department. So that, that was an unbelievable experience. Got to go uh, spend that time in Naples working for 
you know, a huge federation. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lesser known federation, especially in the U.S. because, you know, NCAA dominates college university sport here. But, mm-hmm. but globally, that's a hugely important competition. Um, and, you know, multi-sport events, uh, a ton of athletes, a huge opening games, uh, ceremony, closing ceremony, um, all of that. And uh, yeah, getting, getting that experience and working and managing a team in Southern Italy uh, was, <laughs> uh, was interesting and, and very different than anything I had done before, but, but it, was, it was awesome. Um, and at the, at the conclusion of that, um, you know, we were, my wife and I and, and our dog, I, you know, I, I assume she goes where we, where we tell her. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, we were all, uh, ready to get back to the U S and, uh, and an opportunity at FC Dallas came up, um, which was perfect. You know, we were looking for, um, a city that we wanted to live in, uh, a job in professional soccer that I wanted to do in business development and, and sponsorship and, in MLS. Uh, and it was great. It, it was the exact opportunity that I kind of hoped to get when, when I left that job in Buffalo and, and moved us over to Switzerland. Um, so, so yeah, I worked for FC Dallas for a while and in, in their business development, uh, department. And, um, you know, I don't think I was, I, that was a good job. I, I wasn't actively, looking to move I wasn't actively looking for another job um but when I when I saw this opportunity at Union Omaha come across I think somebody somebody emailed it to me um you know I I read the job description I read up on the club and I'd actually already watched them play a few times on ESPN plus um just because I'm a fan of soccer in the U.S. um and it was just, uh, it, it was the type of thing that I felt that I couldn't not, uh, you know, uh, apply for, you know, put, put myself out there for. So I, I found the email addresses online of, of our president, Marty, and, and our, our CFO, Lori, and just sent him an email uh, out of nowhere. Just kind of, I think I attached a couple, couple recommendations uh, and just said, you know, I, I read this job description. Um, I, I think, I think this is me, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to sound, mm-hmm. want to sound cocky or anything, but I, it was, the job description was just everything that I wanted to do. And, and the background that they were looking for seemed to match exactly what I had done. So uh, yeah, I didn't go by, you know, the classic uh, submitting an application mm-hmm. process. I just, I went right to the source and, asked them if we could have a conversation and, and to, to their credit. And, and I've, you know, this, the good feelings I got about them uh, immediately have only been confirmed and only been solidified over my past, uh, I don't know, six to eight weeks since I've been here in Omaha, but, but Marty, Marty called me that evening uh, that I sent that email and we talked for, I don't know, almost an hour. So, you know, it went great. And, I uh, spent a ton of time talking to Marty, Lori, Gary Green, our, our owner. Um, and, and yeah, I think, uh, 
I think they saw what I saw in the job uh, in me. Um, and, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I, I'm looking forward. I hope I already am. And I'm looking forward to, to pay back their faith in me because there were certainly, well, I can only imagine that there were older and, and possibly more experienced people in the mix for that role. Um, but, but they gave me a shot and, uh, and I'm, I'm thrilled with it. I love Omaha. I'm loving the club and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to pay him back for it. And that's, that's the whole reason I'm here. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a long way to answer how I got to Omaha. Um, but, but I'm thrilled to be here and, and yeah, the, the wife and dog are coming up this weekend. So nice. ready to get the whole family up here. Well, yeah. that, that's a perfect segue, yeah. just beautiful segue <laughs> of you're here to impress. What goals do you have? Uh, yeah, well, the, the first, uh, the first is always going to be, um, you know, we want to win this league and we want to be competing to win USL league one every year that we're competing in it. Um, but at the same time, um, Jay Mims, our head coach, he's the reason for that. If we do it, I am, uh, I am here to support him and support our technical department, uh, to make sure that they can do their jobs to the best of their abilities. And as long as I do that, as long as they're able to thrive, uh, I mean, I think, I think Jay is a, a really special uh, up and coming coach in U.S. soccer um, and the staff that he's built around him, uh, I, th- I think is as, as much as you could ask for at this level. So, uh, so if we, if we do go on, as I, as I think we, we certainly have a shot to this season and win the league, um, that will not be because of me, that will be because of them, but, but I need to, facilitate it. I need to make sure that they're given the tools that they need to do their jobs correctly. Um, on, you know, on a, on a business side, uh, our ownership group, uh, Gary Green and all, all the local owners, um, you know, they, they made a huge commitment to, to the Omaha Metro, to, uh, to all the fans. Uh, you know, they made a big investment in this club and, and then COVID hit in their first season. So, you know, it, it was brutal. I can't, I can't imagine putting, putting that kind of, of money and time and just overall investment into something and then having that be your introduction to it. Um, so from a business perspective, and, and that is really where, uh, where my job is going to be focused, um, I want to get this team profitable. I want to repay all the investment that they made in the club um, by bringing in great partners, uh, by, by, you know, filling the stadium uh, every game. Um, and that's, if I'm being honest, that's mostly on, on you guys. That's mostly on the fans because uh, we need to uh, Last year with the 2,500 maximum capacity and those sold out games, you guys created a a phenomenal atmosphere and now we've increased capacity. And I I think that should only make the atmosphere more unique and more electric. And, and that's what people are going to come to see. They're going to come to see a winning team, uh, which I have no doubt Jay and his team have, have put together. Uh, And then they're going to come to have, a great night out 
Um, you know, it, it's live sports. It's unique. It's um, a soccer match. If you in the U.S., if you haven't been to one, it is a unique experience globally, especially at the USL level. And and that's because of the supporters groups like yours. That's because of the the fans in the stands. Um, so yeah, you know, from a business perspective, um, we need to be profitable. We're going to do that by creating a phenomenal atmosphere, facilitating a phenomenal atmosphere, and, and you guys will create it, um, which will sell those tickets. And then, you know, making sure that we have the right partners in place who are truly invested in the vision of the club. Um, and, you know, that's, that's how we will judge our success from a business development perspective. Um, and that's really, that's my main role to find those partners and facilitate those, uh, those lasting and, you know, mutually beneficial, um, relationships with them. Awesome. Um, you, you know, I, I think this next question kind of, you know, you can take it from there and also take it from like a personal standpoint, but what have your impressions of Omaha been so far? You've been here for a little bit now. Um, what, what have your initial impressions been? And yeah. what do you think of the, if you say you city? Yeah, this is I, ending now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, you know what though? Had you asked me uh, eight weeks ago, you know, before I got here, before I had ever uh, been to, been to Omaha, been to Nebraska. And, and honestly, I don't even know if I had been to an adjacent state. Um I, I would have immediately, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would have thought corn. Um, I had no idea what to uh, Well, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> not, not gonna you got to let me finish this thought. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what I would have thought. Um, but no, now, now that I'm here, um, I absolutely love it. And, and being a, a kid from Buffalo who, who loves the city of Buffalo and the way that I grew up so much, um, I'm seeing a lot of similarities. I'm feeling very at home here and, and have been from the start. Um, I love the distinct neighborhoods throughout the city. Uh, I mean, I'm living in Blackstone right now. Uh, when, my, when my wife and dog get here, uh, we're going to be looking to hopefully find a place to buy, find a house to buy, you know, in, in one of these neighborhoods in, in Blackstone. And, yeah, well, I know. We'll, we'll have to move quickly. But uh, but yeah, you know, Benson, Blackstone, Dundee, um, you know, just Midtown Field Club area, just everything. I mean, I love this city. I can't wait. My, my wife uh, hasn't visited me. She's been too busy with her own business. So this weekend when she gets here, it's going to be her first time seeing it. And I, I can't wait to show her everything. I think um, I'm already loving it and I know she will. And, uh, you know, I, I think it just... Omaha, from what I've seen, offers everything, everything you could ask for in a, in a big city, but it also, you know, has that community feel that coming from Buffalo, um, you know, I've been, I've been wanting. Well, we'll make sure to, to ruin it for her. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, as someone not from here and Ryan, you're, you're not from here either. Well, I grew up yeah. in Lincoln, so I mean, no. you're closer, but still, it, it's yeah. 
a good city to move to. It's a good city to have a family in. Um, you know, great team to have a or great city to have a soccer team in. So can't can't really Absolutely. hurt there. Um, now this is a part I know the answers to these, but it pains me. Because he supports such great teams. What are your favorite professional teams? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> if that question gets asked to me, uh, my first answer is always going to be the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres, then Manchester United. Um, and and that, that's been the case my entire life, and, and it will remain so. So groan all you want, but, but that's the answer. <sighs> Just, you couldn't have picked one good team. <laughs> hey, all right. The Sabres are having an off year. The, the man, man U is, uh, you know, they're, they're doing what they, they got can their, right now. They got their Europa League tied. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch you know. what are you watching? Yeah. Sorry, you What's, cut well, out a little bit. Well, he wanted to know if I'm watching Manchester uh, United or Ajax because uh, – because they both play 2 PM, at the same time. Uh, um, 2 p.m. on Thursday, yeah. the 8th. Whereas I said, we're recording on the 7th. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'm probably watching neither because I don't know that I have uh, have the ability mm-hmm. to watch them. With, with, my, with the way that my uh, TV schedule uh, is set up. Uh, I, I'm just saying, I, I'm really happy that Ajax just won that game. Making me real, real happy after Bayern lost to PSG. Yeah, that was rough. Too. Yeah, too. in the snow. Point. Yeah, like Nabry with uh, COVID, Lewandowski getting injured against a fireman in Andorra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty of excuses, but you know, giving up three, uh, giving up three away goals is that's going to be tough. No, Back. Um, I, yeah, yeah I, I will say, well, uh, I think City may be the best team in Europe right now, but but Bayern, oh. Bayern could be that too. So if anyone can overcome that, yeah. I think it's Bayern. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's that's a big mountain to climb. Oh, I, I mean, they've always done well in London. I imagine they'll do pretty well again in Paris. Yeah, Paris could could be. Should be fun, but um, just gonna go go with a couple more here now while we have you on on the line. As far as you being a former professional, and you, you always like to downplay it, but the fact is, you did play professionally. What has impressed you most about what Jay's building here? Yeah, that's 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 a really good question. Um, I, I think the the listen, these guys are all professionals, but but I had I was coming from an MLS uh, club, and and that's what I had seen from U.S. professional soccer outside of my own uh, experiences in the Arena League, and then you know brief <laughs> brief stints in USL um, and brief and injury laden stints in in usl um you know i I didn't know what to expect but it is a completely professional environment for these players um they 
you know, we try to provide them with, with everything that they can need or could need to, uh, to succeed at this level. Um, Jay, you know, keeps them, keeps them regimented, keeps them on a really good schedule. Um, but also, you know, he, he, he's been great. He, I, I find that he develops really great personal relationships with, with everybody, uh, that he works with and, and, you know, listen, if, if I were, if I were a player on this team, uh, I, I'd, I'd want to fight for him, for him too. Uh, he's, um, uh, he, he's somebody that you want to do well for. And I think I, 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 I can only assume the players share those feelings. Um, and, and the club, we, you know, we do, we do everything we can to support them. And, and it is, it's a limited budget. It's, uh, you know, it's a limited budget. It's a limited staff. Uh, as we spoke about earlier, um, this is a club that was founded and then went into a global pandemic. Uh, so, so the, the budget is very real uh, and, and it is what it is. Um, but the way that we are able to support our players and, and stay within those constraints and the way that Jay is able to recruit players and, and, uh, and build that team uh, within the admitted, admittedly limited you know, budget that we give him uh, is phenomenal. It's so impressive. Um, and, you know, there's some, some ex-national team players. There's some youth national team players on our roster. Uh, there are some guys coming from the biggest colleges, the biggest college programs in the country, pro clubs overseas, other pro clubs here in the U.S. And um, I can't imagine they're not impressed with, with what we offer here at Union Omaha. And, and that's the reason, uh, that's a reason we've been able to build such a, such a solid team and such, such a talented team. Yeah, it's so like it's awesome to hear because I don't I don't know how many people I know that we have a lot of MLS fans, but I don't know how many people follow like ownership groups. But FC Dallas has always been, especially recently, and a team that's always impressed me with the way that they run things. And so for you to come from that environment and see that you know see how strong of a professional environment Jay has here, we have here is it's good to hear that. Yeah, and and listen, it's still it's it's very early days for Union Omaha. Um, FC Dallas uh, is an unbelievable club, and and in my opinion, one of the most important clubs in the U.S. Soccer Federation because of how they uh, paved the way for for player development, professional player development, signing homegrown players, uh, selling them on. Um, I think that they kind of paved the way for, for now. There are, there are plenty of clubs uh, in MLS and in the U.S. That are, that are doing the same thing. And you look at our national team and our player pool, it's young guys who were given an opportunity to be in professional environments early and develop that way and play against, play against men, uh, maybe before they were physically uh, able to do it in a lot of cases. And that forced them to uh, develop into into a type of player that the U.S. hasn't had much of in the past. Um, so, you know, FC Dallas has been around 20, 26 years. Um, it took them a while to develop that. We're in year three right now, and we've got a long way to go. But with our ownership group, uh, with 
the leadership group that I think we have in place and, and the staff we have in place, um, you know, I think we have something to aspire to. And I think we're, we've started down the right path. So go, going forward with that, um, what, what are those, uh, you know, I know having talked to you in the past and stuff, you don't always want to plan out like super far in advance, but you know, you got a lot of stuff you're going to focus on right away, but what's that, what's that long-term maybe five-year goal that, uh, that you see or that you want to have for the team? Uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I think Gary Green's five-year plan is probably uh, a little more important than mine. Although, although I will be, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, you know, hopefully the one charged with, with uh, bringing it to fruition. But, um, you know, there's, you guys know where this team wants to be. You guys know where this club wants to be a few years down the road. Um, and I, I think we are, uh, we're, we're building towards all of that. And, and I think, um, and I think without, uh, without saying anything too detailed, I, I think all of those hopes that the, the community has for the club um, are, are really very realistic goals and, and very, um, very possible within, within a three to five year uh, period. You're saying by 2026, we'll have a kit in like January. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. That's, that's tough. I, I had I had much much easier uh, much easier goals in mind. Having a trip by January I mean, would be impossible. At least you're not <laughs> you're not building us up to break us down. Yeah, hey, I got to be honest with you. No, as far as I mean, we we've talked a little bit about the the COVID difficulties that the first year happened, and how you're, you're coming in. The first games are going to be a little bit more. Uh, more open, um, 4,400 or somewhere around there. Um, but the players are still living in a very real environment um, where it's the, the effects of the vaccines, while everyone should be getting vaccinated, uh, can leave a player who's fighting for a starting lineup spot uh, sidelined. For, for an important day, especially just going into the, the start of the season or mid-season when you've got a congested schedule. Has the league done anything or Union Omaha done anything to incentivize vaccinations for our players? Um, well, it, incentivize, if the question is, has the league and has the team done anything to incentivize the players? Um, I, I think the honest answer has to be has to be no. Um, but I will say, as a club, um, we have educated all our players uh, on on the benefits of the vaccine. We have provided every opportunity we possibly can um, for them to get the vaccine. Um, but we're also certainly not going to uh, mandate anything to our players. Um, but we will educate and uh, and allow them to make the the best decision for themselves. Uh, from a league standpoint, um, these players have to test once a week, um, and uh, whether they are vaccinated or not, uh, that that is the case right now. Um, and you know, 
I, 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 uh, I get tested once a week with them myself and it's not the most pleasant thing in the world. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe if that restriction, uh, I don't know, got, got loosened, maybe if players with the vaccine, uh, didn't have to go through that, um, that might provide some incentive. I, you know, I don't know. Um, but, but right now, um, getting a vaccination does not exempt you from the, from the league mandated testing schedule. I mean, obviously something we would definitely want to see uh, hopefully by the end of the season or, or something there where, you know, everybody's, everybody's vaccinated and we're, we're able to get there. Um, as far as I, I know right now, technically in Nebraska, it could be a hundred percent capacity in the stadium. Um, and I believe Sarpy County doesn't have any limitations otherwise, but um, that's correct. Yeah. Is there a target of, you know, where, where we'd have to be to open that up to the full hundred percent capacity at the park? Um. Yeah, you know, we, we do have, have some internal internal targets. Um, I, I, you know, I, I can't speak to them here, um, but it is our goal. We will be opening uh, for our first, well, for the preseason friendly against SKC2 next Saturday, uh, and then our home opener the following Saturday, the 24th against Tormenta. Um, we will be at 50%. Um, despite the, you know, as an outdoor stadium, we, we could be at 100%. Um, that's where we're comfortable opening at this point in the, uh, in the vaccination process and the, in the evolution of, uh, of this current situation. Um, but it is our hope uh, as, as vaccines roll out, um, hopefully as, as the curve uh, flattens um, to, to be able to open up the stadium at, at greater capacity as the season goes on. Um, but we are not going to, you know, risk the health of our fans or, or, uh, or the, the community um, in an effort to, to sell more tickets. Um, we're going to, we're going to make sure that we're making responsible decisions about that increase. Um, and yeah, listen, it's a, we would love to have a full stadium by the end of the year. Um, but but that's going to be dictated by a lot of outside factors. Well, and the nice part about how the schedule landed too was, um, should you should the team be able to go to that? We have such a backloaded home schedule um, that you know we can have a ton of fans in there. Hopefully, you know at the end of the season when we're having a lot of home games versus right now when you know we're going to go what six or so weeks without a home game after the 24th yeah yeah that's that's probably the only nice part about the schedule uh, yes this yeah year. yeah um, silver we, lining yeah and listen it is a big silver lining and and we've we recognize that um, that is a benefit of, of how our schedule came out um, but but the fact is that Jay Jay and his staff and the players have a brutal uh six weeks in in may and into early june um just being on the road the the whole time we've got you know the game uh the game against tormenta and then we're not at home again until uh, i believe the date's june 12th uh so mm -hmm. so yeah that is going to be uh, being on the road is, is tough it's sometimes you have to uh 
you know, grind out points and grind out wins. Um, and it's going to be a really difficult stretch. Um, I, I have complete confidence that the guys can figure it out. Um, but that's, I've, I don't think I've ever, I, I've certainly never had that long of when I was playing that, that long of an away stretch, that's going to be, that's going to be difficult, but you're absolutely right. It does, uh, it does give us a lot of home games um, towards the, towards the latter half of the season. And, you know, who knows if the, if the guys could keep their heads above water for the first two months, we're going to, we're going to be in a pretty good situation. Uh, as get, the season get Fortress out. Omaha happening. There you go. That's exactly it. Well, and, and hopefully they're doing it in some really nice looking kits that are going to drop when that are going to drop <laughs> soon. <laughs> and they do so hey, listen, they look really good. They, they, they're going to be, uh, I, I know they're going to be a hit. They, they look awesome. And uh, really all right. soon, I'm telling you. Can I ask, without <laughs> getting a date or anything, are they unique? Are they template? What? Give us something. Well, sure, sure. You, you know who our, uh, who our uh, technical apparel partner is. Um, it, it's Nike. And... Um, for for me, uh, I I think they're uh, I think they're the the best the best brand in soccer. How much you get paid to say um, that? <laughs> I think they're the best brand in soccer. Um, and uh, and you know they also though are the yep. biggest brand. Um, and as a result, uh, they have. Limited is not the word because they have a ton of different, uh, different customized options and stuff like that. Um, and, and our, our kits this year will be very unique to professional soccer in the U S I can tell you that. Um, I believe I, I, I'm a hundred percent sure that there will not be anybody else wearing the same kits, uh, in U.S. professional soccer, uh, and they look they look really cool. They look good. So, follow up question: Do we get a discount because they're using Volt with Tottenham right now? Do you get a discount for that reason? <laughs> um, Do, well, to the team because because all of a sudden all the training uh, kits for Tottenham are going to be Volt next year. So yeah, you know, I, I, I'll have to I'll have to push Nike on that one. Uh, it, it wasn't that. Uh, wasn't something I even considered, but that, that's irresponsible of me. I got to get more creative. Hey, we we brought the color to prominence, and now they're using it with with clubs in Europe. They, something's got to work out for us. Yeah, you're right. I I, I got to get the right people on the phone. I think that is the idea. Oh, uh, all right, Peter. Well, no, thanks for taking uh, taking some time out of your day. Um, if people want to harass you, where can they find you? Where can they find me? Uh, Internet. They can, yeah, yeah, they, they can find me easily. I promise you that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm on Twitter. I don't even know what my handle is, actually. Uh, so I, I think, uh, no, I, I really don't know what my handle is, but I, you can I, I just got to point out that that's a lot, lot less personable than Bobby. Bobby's like, yeah, just come find me at Hot Yoga. Um. <laughs> Hot yoga. Well, I mean, I should be doing some hot yoga because. Uh, to be yeah, fair, he, he didn't remember the name of it, but he he gave okay. like 
turn by turn directions basically there. So, I mean, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, you, you can, you can find me. I, I can be found. I guarantee you. Uh, well, uh, Peter, thanks for, again, as always, uh, for, for talking with us. Um, and yeah, we appreciate your time and, and doing this a second time with us since the first one did not go yeah. according to plan. Yeah, no, that's all, that's all right. The first one was fun too. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. And, and thanks for everything you guys do uh, for, for the Union Omaha uh, community. Um, it's uh, like, like I said a few times uh, throughout this conversation, um, you, you guys and the fans are, are what create that unique atmosphere and what make uh, Warner Park so difficult for opposing teams to come into and play in. Um, and, and that is, that is such a huge factor in everything we do. Um, so, so yeah, thank you guys. I'm happy to be here. And uh, well, Ryan, I, I think you have one last question. If you want, if you, well, hang on just so everybody, if they want to follow Peter on Twitter, it is at PSMJR10. Um, oh. since he didn't know his own yeah. his own handle so I, I, I got your back on that I appreciate it, glad, <laughs> glad I threw the number 10 in there nice uh, um, alright so this last question is one you got a practice on the last time I blew it last time, it. oh man no, yeah. you're, you're ready, are you ready? Uh, I was born ready, let's do it alright, who we, gives a hoot? we do